I, I have a listing right now. An agent actually texted me this morning and says, are you going to do highest and best? And my response to her was, I'll never do highest and best because that's a, a lazy agent's way to not do their job. And she, she LOL'd. She's probably done highest and best and I probably offended her. Welcome back to another episode of the Fresh Tactical Agents podcast. We started back last week. I finally... I finally actually uploaded the the podcast yesterday, yesterday <laughs> to YouTube and, and I kept looking for it on Tuesday. I was like, "What? I thought we said we were going to do this on Tuesday. What's going on?" Yeah, we just uh, I I have completely lost the habit of the the rhythm. And what's yeah. crazy is uh, Elijah, our producer he he had the episode like Friday morning. <laughs> he, <laughs> he he had a quick turnaround. He's like, "All right, here you go," and then. Uh, <laughs> I should have done it on Tuesday, but instead I just waited till last night where I was like, oh crap, we had a podcast I was supposed to upload. So we're, we're back and hopefully, hopefully there was a lot of, oh cool, those guys are back when they looked at their phones and got a notification on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube and it was like, oh cool, I like these guys and now they're back and we are back. And in fact, we're back with a vengeance. We're going to be opening up the Tactical Agents group and process and concepts and coaching on some level, not like, not like one-on-one coaching kind of a thing, but uh, just our general sense of coaching and, and encouragement for you guys. We're opening up the floodgates. It's just there for the taking. Come and get it. Tacticalagents.com. What are we selling? Absolutely nothing. Huh? How about that? Absolutely nothing. And people are like, well, why would you do that? It's actually kind of stunning. People are like, just, they're always wondering what, well, what's the angle? What's the hook? It's like, there, there is no angle. There is no hook. The, we just honestly believe at a really deep level that if you, you can get anything you want in life, if you help enough other people get what they want, like this is like the Zig Ziglar concept and add enough value into the world and it's going to come back to you. People will want to work with someone who's like that. So yeah, we you you could you could join our, our real estate group. Yeah. You could you could send us buyers for lending. Sure. But we're not demanding it. We're not we're not even really like leading with that. We're just saying, hey, uh, we're sick of this crap Facebook group world out there for real estate agents and we want to offer the best one. So tacticalagents.com, get in on it and free. You can get a free copy of our book. Uh, there's a free social media training coming up on Saturday, which is two days from now, so you'll miss it. <laughs> if you hear this, it'll have already happened. They're really happened. glad you told them about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, reach out to me, though. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you. So anyway, um, that's, that's enough. Today, we are going to talk about struggling agents. A stat came out from Inman. I'm not necessarily a fan or not a fan of of Inman stuff. I do know that you have to pay to read their articles, which I don't do. Speaking of <laughs> paying for stuff, but uh, the blurb came out and 49% of agents are selling one or, or no houses in the last year. So there's there's some struggle happening. And so we're going to address how do you not become a statistic, especially if you're like a team leader Um or whatever, and you have influence over other agents, maybe you don't struggle, but maybe those around you are, and you don't know how to help them. We want to help you today as well. So let's get into, first of all, this little in-house debate, okay? Uh, I hate how I left off in the 
screen was on the wrong thing. Um, but anyway, in the tactical agents group today, I posted this highest and best do by fill in the blank is code for I'm too lazy to do my actual job. I, I have a listing right now. An agent actually texted me this morning and says, are you going to do highest and best? And my response to her was, I'll never do highest and best because that's a, a lazy agent's way to not do their job. And she, she LOL'd. She's probably done highest and best and I probably offended her. But <laughs> I, I posted this. You Within 30 seconds, you were like, um, what are you talking about? So what, what, did you, what, what do you take issue with when you, when you see this? Well, there's, there's two things, really. The first is the Dubai. So I thought it, it read like you were complaining about putting a Dubai date. And I don't see it as a problem, putting a Dubai date, because you're letting people know, hey, we're making a decision at this time. You have until this mm-hmm. time to get the mm-hmm. offer in. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just good business because it gives people, it, it yeah. keeps you from missing an offer, right? Um, yep. And after we talked, I realized that wasn't really what your, your point was, but that's how I read it. Yeah, and then highest and best. Um, I think it's I think it's in people's best interest to not waste time. So I think if you tell somebody, listen, you need to send me the best thing you can send me because we have a bunch of offers. We have we're in a good position. We are in a strong negotiating footing, and I want to see like don't waste my time with low balls or anything like that. You need to put your best foot forward if you want to be competitive in what we have going on right now. And that's, I don't think that's lazy. I think that is, um, I think that is cutting out the BS and, you know, and I I came to that realization or, or thought process when I came up in real estate, you know, it's been pretty well busy and, you know, I, I work in one of the busier markets, um, in real estate. It's not right now, but it has been for the last five or six years. And let's say in, in 2020, I threw a listing, on and got and got 50 offers in 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 just a few hours like Mm -hmm. for me it makes sense to be efficient and i think that that is an efficiency comment so i don't agree that it means you're lazy when you use it yeah so i guess to me when i hear you talking about 50 offers and and doing it then i would say the exception doesn't disprove a rule it proves it which is exact <laughs> is exactly my point, which is in most, first of all, in most cases, highest and best, maybe you've got a handful of offers, you know, I, I've been in situations where I've got like 20 offers or something like that. And, and in this market, that'd be pretty good. But um, yeah, I, but every time someone like I've taken people who have told me they've given me their highest and best and they really want the house and they could do better, but they just don't know. And so for me, having working through the offers, uh, having conversations with people and say, and, and really moving, moving the goalpost um, in the negotiation process to get more or get better situation for your clients is what I'm, what I'm talking about. A lot of these agents these days are just, literally putting up a house for sale and then putting out, they put in the remarks in the MLS, they don't even send out a broadcast message. They just put it in the MLS, like highest and best Dubai, you know, two days from now or a day from now or whatever. And they're not talking to anybody. They're having no conversations with agents. They're not negotiating. And that is lazy because 
if I'm if I'm on the other side of that and I'm on the buy side, well, I don't know what highest like my highest and best is predicated upon what it needs to be matched with what I could do. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. If the house is for sale for two hundred and I could offer two fifty with a fifty thousand dollar appraisal guarantee, that would be my best. Well, it's like, you know, but I'm not gonna do that if I'm left in the dark. I need to understand right. what am I competing against. And I have one list one like bidding wars for clients because I have that conversation too. I call and say like, what is the highest and best? Well, you just do your best. It's like, I, I want to do my best. So tell me what it needs to be. Let's have a conversation. Do you want your client to get the best price or not? And I, my point is just putting it out there into the universe, highest and best is lazy because you could be literally missing a few more thousand dollars for your clients or better terms that make make more sense for your clients. Yeah, I see where you're coming from on that. And I guess when I when I look at this, I look at it from my own perspective. And my own perspective is I may put a highest and best due, but I'm going to call those top four or five offers and be like, you know, you're real close, but this other guy's right. got a better deal than you. So I would can, 100% yeah. do a broadcast <laughs> message to everyone that's done a showing and say, hey, just so that you know, we have multiple offers and we need to, we're going to need to make a decision by Sunday night at nine o'clock. So if you want to discuss your offer or have follow-up questions or want to improve your offer, give me a call. Like I'll put a broadcast message out. One of the, one of the things I always do too is I always get permission from my sellers to disclose other offers. Now I know in some states it's illegal. You can't do that. In my state it is perfectly legal to disclose the existence of other offers and the terms of the other offers. Mm-hmm. So I get my, my seller's permission to do that. Yeah, And then I, I try to get them the best um, possible you know, thing that I can get them because ultimately that's my job. You know, I want them, I want them to get yep. what they can, they can get. Uh, so I see what you're saying and I also see it from other people who are looking at that, like that mother. <laughs> 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 Truth uh, hurts when like it, the, somebody just got done <laughs> typing highest and best for their offer and came to our group and saw that, like, I hate these guys already. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't want to be confronted with anything, then yeah, avoid us at all costs. And, and that's definitely something to consider too, because like, it wasn't like you just posted that group uh, in a group and you and I are in lockstep about it. Like you said, it was 30 seconds. I was like, well, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that's how I said, we can fight about it on the podcast. So there's, there's our fight. All right. We're already halfway done with the podcast and we want to, we want to cover this struggling thing. So this Inman article came out that the title is 49% of agents sold either one home or none at all in the past year. So, uh, let's, let's assume that's accurate. Right. So, and I know that some people are going to, some people are going to say, yeah, but most agents are part time most, you know, like, so that skews the thing. Okay. So excuse it, but <laughs> let's just, let's just appreciate the fact for what it is right out of all real estate agents, 49% of them in the last year have done one or no deals. So that's that's what I would call a struggle. I can't imagine that half of all realtors don't want to do more than one deal a year. I can't I mean maybe there's a there's definitely some people that maintain their license so that 
it helps them in their flips or their investment properties. But still, do you want to do one investment property a year or are you looking to do more, right? So like it's still, it's a, it's a potential really, problem. I'd really like to know like the, the average or the median of that 49%. Like, are we talking like 0.99 deals per year spread out among everybody? Or are we talking like 0 0.01? You know? Like how bad know. is it? I want to know. Yeah. And it keeps getting like, so then you look at the media, I think it's the median. I can't remember the NAR statistic is 12 years, 12 deals a year for real estate agents. Like mm -hmm. it skews up toward 12, but then out of that, then it gets really narrow for the people that actually are producing at a higher level than that. So right. it's, it's, but it's there. I think it's available for any agent that wants to put in the work to grow their business. And so if you're, if you are struggling or if, if you, I have in mind to help people who are listening to this, that maybe you run a team and, or, or you run a network at sort of like a rev share place, you know, EXP, real, et cetera. And you have influence, or maybe you've got a relative or friend that's a real estate agent. Um, maybe they're with a different team, but you want to see him succeed or something. And you're like, how can I help these people? And here's, uh, here's our take on that real quick. Number one, and we've done a pot, we, one of our very first podcasts was on this topic, but number one, they don't know their why. And what, what's your initial response to that, Chris? I think that's accurate because a lot of people decide they're going to go into real estate for the money, right? Because there, there's an, a tremendous upside on, on real estate commissions, but money is not a why, right? Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. There may be things that you want to do with that money that are related to your why, but money's not a why. So if you go into this business and the only concern you have is money, you're never going to make it because you, you can't, you, you can chase money, but you can't make it a part, a central part of who you are. Yeah. Cause money's never anything more than a tool. We say that all the time. You need to know why you're chasing that money and what about that particular, or, or if it's not money, what are you chasing, you know, employment freedom where you don't have to go punch a clock every day or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you need to find out why you're chasing those things and what, what makes that speak to you on a deep personal level so that once you, once you drill down to what that is, you can really pursue it and, and pursue the part of it that, that is your goal, not just what you tell other people or what you tell, you know, even yourself, why are you really doing this? I think mm -hmm. is a huge, huge motivator to actually get, get work done. Yeah. It's tough when you're staring down, like needing money mm -hmm. and a lot of, I think a lot of real estate agents don't count the cost, right? You're starting a, you're starting a business. And all things being equal, real estate is a fantastic startup business when you, when you look at cost to get started and the low barrier to being in, in the black. It's very good compared to starting a traditional brick and mortar or fumbling your way through e-com or all, all sorts of things. It's, it's a really good business to start, but it is a business. And too many people, I think, their focus is on the money. And if you don't count the cost ahead of time and plan on it taking six months to a year before you, you can develop steady income, 
then you're you're kind of setting yourself up for kind of extreme frustration. Very few people are going to be able to just cut ties with everything that they did, jump in this ship and start swimming or, you know, I kind of mixed up my analogies, but right. get going that fast. I mean, does it happen? Yes. But too many people kind of like are promised things by, by people in the business that are inaccurate. And so you really need to know your why so that you can maintain the, the both the motivation and the discipline to, to live into that uh, then, and not just chase, chase the results. Absolutely. All right. Number two, they don't have a method. They don't have a method. And what happens is if you don't have a clear method, don't, if you don't have a clear process to follow, then you start trying on a bunch of different processes. And when it doesn't give you the results right away, then you try another one and you try another one and you try another one. And you kind of get stuck in this infinite loop of trying different things while also trying to run a business. And, and, it, and it's very difficult. So I, I think any method will work. We're obviously partial. If, you, if you've read our book, uh, if you've been around us for any length of time, we're obviously partial to our, our approach that we call like our tactical agent uh, method, our or process, but really, whether it's door knocking or cold calling or whatever, uh, it will work. But if you have to kind of pick one and then do it, <laughs> but you need a method. You can't just hope. You can't just throw hope against the wall and and hope hope it sticks. Uh, yeah. What else would you say about that, Chris? Well, yeah, I think that's another big trap that new agents fall into is they they start seeing different agents having success and when you when you say something like all the methods work it's because they do but people are highly specialized in those methods the cold callers are really good at cold calling the ones mm -hmm. that are successful and what people see is all these different things that successful agents are doing and they go try to take a little bit from each one and they try to copy them but they don't spend the time to develop a process and a system to mm -hmm. master so that they can be as successful as those agents. Because I promise you, the guy that makes 300 cold calls a day or whatever, I don't even know what it takes to be a successful cold caller. But let's say they're making three, 400 calls a day and they're having those 10 or 11 conversations and setting one or two appointments. They have made thousands and thousands and thousands of phone calls to get there. Yeah. And you're not just going to jump in, you know, go get a list from a title company with your you know, iPhone and start typing in buttons and calling over and over again. And you get through 35 calls and you're like, well, I didn't get one person on the phone that wants to sell their house. So this doesn't work. No, no, that's not how you're going to do it. Right. You're going to have to really have a system, have a method, uh, and, and really dr drill down on it and put in, you know, the formula, right. Uh, intentionality, consistency over time. Um, mm -hmm. That's what success is. And it's it doesn't matter what method you use, as long as you employ that formula, um, then you'll you'll get there. But that's yeah, that's so true. So true. And part of the problem I think in our industry is just that the sales approach, the traditional sales approach is so dominant 
that there's an assumption when you get into the business, even if you had other ideas, you get exposed to this world and you're like, oh, I guess I have to do that. There's no other way. But mm -hmm. I mean, there is, that's why, that's why we're here. But um, you got to find something that resonates with you. If you, if in your gut, you, and, and in, any, in any business, in any endeavor that's going to put you, put you outside of your comfort zone, you're, it's going to, you're going to have to do difficult things. You're going to have to, at a time, do things that you don't want to do in any worthwhile endeavor in life. This is not going to be any different. But if in your gut, you're like, man, I don't want to do those things. That was, that was me. I don't want to dress this way. And I don't, I don't want to say these things. I don't want to give this vibe you know uh i was fortunate to f find a method that worked and that resonated with me i just had to put it to work so you, ha you have to have some kind of framework to operate in and a lot of people are just kind of trying different things and they're afraid to just kind of pick one and go with it that they they identify with most and just listen to one voice or um narrow narrow your your field of of focus and then just get to work. All right. Number three, uh, they don't stay consistent. And I think this is, again, regardless of method, this is gonna, this is going to be a, a big one. How long do you think someone needs to stay consistent to start to see results? A year. Easy. Yeah. I'd say that's, I'd say that's I, pretty fair. I don't think, I mean, will you start seeing results sooner than that? Probably, but I don't think you can make an accurate assessment of whether or not something's working as far as in your business and real estate until you've done it consistently over a period of time of at least a year, mm -hmm. maybe even longer than that. But, um, and when yeah. I say consistent, I mean like really consistent, like doing the same thing every day for multiple hours a day, putting in the actual work. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. You got to just keep doing it over and over and over again. And, that's we preach that you can't just be satisfied with getting a, a client and then all the things that you did to get the result of obtaining a client people then turn turn away from the things that they had to do consistently to get that client to focus on the client they finish with the client you know the transaction's done now then they go back but you can't do that you have to build a a momentum a snowball with this to where Yes, I have a client, but I also have to continue to work my method. I have to be consistent at doing that. That way, once the pipeline begins to fill, it stays full. And there's a flow of clients that are always up next um, right. and moving through your, your pipeline. And being consistent, it's difficult. You know, that's why your why has to be deep enough. So it has to be, has to be moving enough for you to where when you don't want to get out of bed or don't want to go to that appointment or don't make that call or don't have this conversation or whatever it is, you know, you got to want it bad enough. And if you don't, that's fine. You know, you just got to be honest with yourself. But if you're lying to yourself about what you really want and why, consistency is going to suffer. No doubt about it. Lastly, uh, and I think this is a, a huge one, they don't have true accountability and support. I think so many agents are out there kind of like flying solo. And I know that the team concept is popular. I know that that's like part and parcel of a lot of, a lot of agencies out there are, are always working with teams. But I think it's 
in a lot of cases, it's only team in name, not in function. And there's not necessarily a, a true accountability and support unless unless that everybody's on the same page about method and really truly encouraging each other and cheering each other on and not not viewing each other subtly as as competition. What do you think about yeah. that? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think that's a big a big problem in the industry too with teams is that you know it's a it's a bodies game, right? Like they they just want to have these super mega teams and I was guilty of this, you know, I helped build a 50 agent team. Um, and it, it just becomes unmanageable. There's so many people that you can't really help them all. And there's no culture. There's no, you know, yeah, the splits are low or whatever, but it's to, to really efficiently build a successful business with a team. You need a team that is, committed to your personal success as well. And that's a really hard thing to find. So mm-hmm. if, if you're somebody that's on a team and that, and that team is really committed to you winning good for you. Cause it's, it's way harder to find than you'd think. Um, mm-hmm. most of the time. And I, I shouldn't say most of it, but a lot of the time, the, the entire goal of a team is to enrich the team leader. And some yeah. of those team leaders will do it by you know saying hey i'm gonna make a lot of money but i'm gonna help other people make a lot of money too yeah and and that's what you're looking for you're looking for somebody that wants to get rich but also wants to bring you with them yeah that's good well i know um guys not all of you will (laughs) will be on our team or our network with us or whatever but if you want if you want to be around like-minded people who are bold and willing to do this business a little bit differently. What we say is tactical approach. Go to tacticalagents.com, drop your info in, get into the group. It's free. There are no strings. You can get in there and find out for yourself. You can leave anytime. We're not a cult yet. Um, we have a few more pieces of the puzzle to get in place before we can be a, an official cult. Yeah, we got to finish but, that Kool-Aid recipe. And then, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. But uh, if in the meantime... You want to come get uh, our book. You want to um, listen to the, watch us record the podcast live. You want to attend uh, free trainings, whatever. We're going to, we're going to change the business. We're going to, at least we're going to change the Facebook real estate group culture because it's trash and I'm sick of it. So we're going to have one that doesn't suck and uh, tactical agents. So go to tacticalagents.com. And with that, um, we, we're, we've gone over a little bit with our bonus conversation about our uh, our highest and best. So you got kind of two episodes in one. Congratulations to you guys. And if you, if we added value to you, join the group. And as a thank you, all we're asking you for is drop a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Subscribe on YouTube if that's your thing. And uh, we appreciate it. And we'll see you next episode.